Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. What is up, Big Reg Nation? Today is Thursday, December 15th. Boys, we already got some breaking news. We're going to start some breaking news to start the show. Pete, you want to give me a little... <laughs> that was like the draft noise. Um, Boys, Purdue's got a new assistant head coach. Purdue has a new... This is breaking. This is within the last five minutes. Purdue's got a new assistant head coach for the bowl. And uh, do you guys know who it is? Dean, did you see? Yes. Don't know. I did. Don't care. Get. But get it out of the way. Future Hall of Famer. Second in career passing yards. Purdue's best alma mater, Drew Brees. Drew Brees the come only, back for the bowl. The only relevant Purdue player ever, Drew Brees. And I think, are we back? I think Purdue is back. I think I can f officially say after a tumultuous 72 hours, Purdue's back. So I'll start with that. That's the best thing that I saw this past week. Happened in the last five minutes because it was a pretty boring sports week. Um, but boys, I think Purdue is back. We got uh, Ryan Walters, new head coach. I don't know if we want yeah. to get into that now, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. So I got my hat back on, drinking the Kool-Aid, and uh, I feel pretty good about it, boys. So uh, we can either we can pivot from here. I can pass it to uh, pass it to Pete because Pete seems pretty uninterested right now. So uh, we'll get into that here in a second. But Pete, uh, what was the best thing you saw? Best thing I saw this weekend. There wasn't a lot to see this weekend, boys. I mean, nope. pretty pretty quiet sports weekend. I mean, you have you have NFL, obviously, but um, wasn't a ton of great games. No college football. Rick's still wearing his dumb hat, so no breaking news. But I, I would say the best thing I saw this weekend was, I think, Tom Brady's done. Finished. And I yeah. think has that take ever like I has it's been said it's literally a tale as old as time. Yeah, I hear you, Rick. And as a Jets fan, I've been waiting for this this day for. I mean, if you're gonna say you need to like say it with conviction and put the hashtag done, like I don't want to hear. Well, it might you know. Is are you he gonna, done? Are you gonna let me finish, or are you? Are, <laughs> is this is this the best thing you saw this weekend? <laughs> fired. I told you in the pre-show I'm fired up today, so I'll let you talk. Sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Hey, well, fired up and, and interrupting takes is a different two different things, you know. So race debate. Well, you can't debate if I haven't even said anything yet. So let <laughs> well, me. You just said you said somebody's done. Can I give some analysis on why? <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. It's I'll not. It's not you. deep analysis. But like I said, you know, Jets fan, been Tom Brady's been my kryptonite for shoot twenty five years. It feels like now. So I've been saying he's he was going to be done for ten years now. So I might be saying this again and be in my own words here in a few weeks when the playoffs start. But I mean, they're they're bad guys. They are they are not good. The Buccaneers are not good. Um, they have all their weapons on offense. I know their their old lines banged up. I get that, but they went to San Francisco last week and just got embarrassed. And they've been getting embarrassed for a lot of the season. Even the games they've won, they've a lot of them they shouldn't have won. They pulled out last minute. Um, I just I don't see it, guys. I don't unless he goes to another team. I don't know if it's Todd Bowles. I mean, he was our coach and and was we made the playoffs one year. So I don't know if it's the leadership. Got the same offensive coordinator, same weapons on offense. I know the O line, like I said, is banged up, but it it feels like it's it's coming to an end. And I think I think this is it for Tom Brady. That that's my best thing I saw this weekend because I'm very sick of Tom Brady. But Rick, yeah, I see you raising your hand. Go, uh, I'll allow you to speak now. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think these are. This is. We need to kind of separate this argument, right? Are the Bucks done or is Tom Brady done? Because I agree that. The Bucks suck, and 
But I, I I don't I don't see any major signs of Tom Brady declining. I really don't. Like he's he's still throwing the ball with some zip, making good decisions. You know, he's throwing a few more picks, which is. But I don't know. You plug him into a San Francisco offense, dude. They're immediate Super Bowl contenders. So when you say Tom Brady's done, I I respectfully disagree because he's not going to be playing for the Bucks next year. And pretty much any team that he'll go to will be a Super Bowl contender almost immediately. But they won't be a Super Bowl contender because they picked him up. Like, I don't see the Niners thing. The Niners are already a Super Bowl contender. They don't need Brady to be a Super Bowl contender. So I feel like that's the, a little No, not today they're not. I mean, Brock Purdy looked pretty damn good, if you ask me. No one's saying the Niners are Super Bowl contenders today. With yeah, Brock Purdy. I, I was just watching first take and they said can are the Niners threat the biggest are they the biggest threat to the Eagles? Embrace debate. I mean, the Eagles are are a wagon. I mean, I don't know if anyone could beat them the way they're playing right now, but if anyone in the in the NFC could beat them, it's gonna be the Niners or the Cowboys. And that is it. There is no other yep. contenders in the NFC. And I think the I think the Niners defense is good enough. And I think Kyle Shanahan's good enough. That with Brock Purdy just being a facilitator, they they can they can make they can they can be in any game with anyone, not just the NFC. So yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I just don't see Tom Brady going to the 49ers. Why? Just like I don't. Wait, who's their quarterback? They have to get a quarterback. Jimmy G's like they're gonna trade him or really Jim, I don't. Oh, know. Jimmy G will be a free agent. Yeah, he'll be a free agent. Yeah, he signed a one year yeah. deal. So. I mean Trey Lance. I don't know. Are they just going to give up on on that project after two games? A couple of weeks ago, you said that Trey Lance was finished in San Francisco. Thank you, Dean. I said that. I mean, someone on the show said that. And, I didn't, um, and it wasn't me. It, it, it wasn't me or Rick. <laughs> like Trey Lance is no, done. No, Dean. In they, San we Francisco. need to keep. We need to keep this an honest. Think I said he does that. this all the time. He yeah, does the same that, thing run, with Bell Purdue. Run the tapes. I don't think I said. I don't. Dean, if you can include that clip into this, now would be the only reason time. I would have said that is is because Jimmy G was playing so well. But now that he's out for the season, it doesn't matter. The, the story changes, Rick. The story changes week by week. Injuries change things. Is Treyland's done? I think if Jimmy G brought him to the Super Bowl this year, they would re-sign Jimmy G. Yeah, but now that's that what they G's did done. last year. Well, he's they he's, almost went to the Super Bowl. Now he's walking remember. away. Now he's walking away. So, not not physically, but is that a is that an injury? Is that an injury joke? Are we do an injury wow. joke. This Ma- making fun of injuries. I love Jimmy G. I, it was just it was like a it was a punny. But anyway, uh, Pete, you still haven't said one thing. You just talked about the Bucks, not necessarily Tom Brady himself being done. So I I don't know. I don't. I did I did see some chatter. Uh, and this is probably just clickbait, but a, a team that would make a ton of sense for him to go to would be the Jets. But I don't think he'll ever come to the Jets, and I don't, I, I don't particularly want. It's him. the same I, thing with Zach Wilson, like as Trey Lance. It's the same situation. No, it's not at all. Zach Wilson's played twenty games in the NFL. Trey Lance has played two. But the investment is still. I, I also think it's different because the 49ers mortgage their future to move up to get Trey Lance, and the Jets were just bad enough. That's, that's true. Overall you know, pick. Yeah. Different, different scenarios, but I, I get where you're going with it. I just don't yeah. think it's a good take. That's right. The Jets, that would be. I don't see it, but wouldn't would be pretty crazy if it happened. Teams need to learn from the Colts on these retread quarterbacks. Like, it rarely works. Cool. But you're you guys are getting like bottom tier retread quarterback, not Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Carson Brady Wentz, at this point in his career. Right. Philip Rivers. I'd say Philip Rivers is about the same as Tom Brady is now. I'm not talking about Tom Brady when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Like now, I think. Tom, he just he doesn't look the same. But I agree with Pete that I think the offensive line is probably the biggest of their problems. Yeah, it seems like they it seems like they can't run the ball for shit. Yeah, I think it's a leadership thing though too. I, I, I've never been a fan oh, yeah. of Todd Bowles, even when he was the Jets coach. Man, yeah. the guy's just like he's a statue. 
the guy, I know he's got emotion and he shows some behind the scenes, but man, he just, you, you think about what Bruce Arians meant to that team and you think about what Todd Bowles is right now and it doesn't yeah. feel comparable. Yeah. Is Bruce Arians underrated as a coach, do you think? Probably. I feel like he know, he doesn't get talked about as being like a really good coach, but he came in for the Colts when Chuck Pagano went away with uh, cancer, led him to 11 wins. And then he had Arizona yeah. Yeah. winning a whole bunch of games. And then he went to the Super Bowl with the Bucks. So, yeah. Did like, he go to the Super Bowl with Arizona? Mm, I was trying I to remember. I, I, I don't think he was the, the coach. I don't think he was the coach that far back. That was That was – one of the best Super Bowls ever. Side note. Oh yeah, yeah. Top, James Harrison. Top five. That catch was the best catch I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was good. James Harrison, like nine nine yeah. yard interception return, and then Santonio Holmes. Santonio you know Holmes that catch was, was. You know what? You know why that one was good? Because it, it, it didn't have to watch the Patriots that year. Yeah, it was in Tampa Bay too. Yeah. Um. Another side note. One time I saw Bruce Arians at a Red Robin. In Arizona, Red Robin, yum. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's. I mean, I, I it all made sense. I was like, why is Bruce Arians in Red Robin? And I was like, that's this actually adds up. So, I love Red Robin. Yeah, we yeah. know. No free ads though. No free ads. All right. What did everyone else love this weekend? The best thing I saw this weekend, and I was struggling for this one, but you got nowhere to go but up after last week. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I set the bar low. <laughs> so, yeah, this weekend we had, uh, I'm gonna give you some NBA action. Oh. So, at the okay. so in the Western Conference, the Pelicans have actually been up at the top of the West here in kind of the first third of the season. Like, Zion Williamson's been fucking killing it, like, averaging like 25 and 10. And, uh, after all the fat jokes he got last year, he's been a beast. Well, the Suns have kind of been like the the top like regular season team in the West for the last two and a half seasons now. And they've kind of become a meme for not winning in the playoffs, but uh, the Suns and Pelicans, they matched up twice over the weekend, Friday night. And then they played again on Sunday and a uh, little history lesson. The Pelicans got knocked out by the Suns in the first round of the playoffs last year in six games. And Zion didn't play a single game and the Pelicans pretty much felt like they could have won that series. Like they, they won game two, they, so they had home court, and then they, they blew a couple leads in some games later in that series. Well, anyway, Friday night, Pelicans are closing the game out. They're up by nine, and uh, there's 10 seconds left. Chris Paul misses a layup, and uh, the outlet pass goes to Zion. Now, shot clock is off. Five seconds left. Zion has no one in front of him. And the the announcer, I'll, I'll put the audio in, the, the announcer is like, no, 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 Zion 360 windmill dunks with no, one second it. left. Conference, and they back it up. It's over. Pels no, 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 get no. it done. And on the spin and the reverse, the slam by Zion. Place is going nuts. <laughs> like, you would you have thought that, that was in New were, Orleans? Yeah, you would have thought that they were going to the finals after he threw down this dunk. <laughs> Zion's going nuts. And then, of course, you know, the, the Suns campaign and some other guys get upset and start chirping at the at the Pelicans bench as, you know, the teams are kind of going to the locker room and they're talking about like, oh, like there's unwritten rules and you don't do that and whatnot. Well, OK, whatever. Move on. The great thing is those teams then got to play less than 48 hours later. Pelicans beat them again. Chris Paul fouls out in overtime, and there's just chance raining down in the New Orleans arena of Chris Paul sucks. The zone worked early. <laughs> and Zion's getting MVP chance. I think he had 35 in both games, and the Pelicans are now oh. number one in the West. I know we don't really talk a lot about NBA here in the first you know, a couple months of the season, but Pelicans and Zion are going to be a team to fucking watch this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's good. That's good stuff. The Suns are a bunch of frauds. Yeah. The, it was, uh, the internet was very happy when they got smoked by Dallas in game seven last year. Yeah. The, it, they, yeah. Those guys like to talk a lot and everyone hates, everyone hates Chris Paul. Yeah. 
I mean, we don't talk a lot about the NBA, but the Celtics are a wagon. I, I mean, yeah. no one's got it better than, than me. And I don't say yeah. that, but I don't know. Best they came back the against the, they came back against the Lakers. That was a pretty entertaining game. So, um, yeah, kind of slow news week. I mean, this is not a Purdue podcast, but every time we talk, Purdue Purdue's number one in ESPN headlines right now. So I think we have to talk about it as an unbiased sports podcast that we are. That happens to have a couple Purdue grads and one, I guess, Purdue critic that roots for Purdue sometimes. But uh, just uh, since we're a fact podcast, I just we are. Top headlines on ESPN, and I don't see anything on Purdue. Maybe hit that refresh button, Pete. Top headlines. Purdue to Purdue bull prep. Anyway, um, I'll send this to you, Pete, so you can. uh, Your phone's a little slow today, but. um, All right. So just to recap, Brom left. Fairly unexpected. I had a, a dinner the other night with a couple of Purdue insiders that said the locker room was kind of unhappy with Brom. So that was had a you know a little bit more to do with him leaving. And then fast forward to Tuesday, out of nowhere, Purdue hires defensive coordinator from Illinois, Ryan Walters. And we were promised by Bobinski, our athletic director, that we would have a quote unquote splashy hire so everyone was kind of you know keeping their eye out and this ryan walters was not on our bingo card he was not on our bingo card at all we had pretty much everyone else so everyone you know he's a 36 year old defensive coordinator from illinois he's kind of bounced around he's been really not had any long stints anywhere was at mizzou previously no one really knew what to think but i think seeing his press conference uh, and just his demeanor, I think I'm all in on him. I think I'm ready to say I'm all in. All aboard the Ryan Walters Express. The guy just looks like he's... It's kind of what Purdue needs. He's kind of a um, in-your-face guy and, you know, smash-mouth football. Defensive guy, definitely not what... Uh, it's probably actually what Purdue needs in the grand scheme of things because our defense stinks. But... um I don't know, boys. What do, what do we think? Dean, I'll start with you. So, yeah, I'll, I'll admit, when I saw the name, I was like, who the hell is this? And then I see, you know, defensive coordinator from Illinois. And, I mean, the guy, he, he flat out said he he's going to call the defensive plays because he feels like he's the best D coordinator in the country. So, I like that. Um, I also like, uh, if you saw the video, like, they he put Maccabee on scholarship. Pretty much, like, this one. Yeah, that was, that was things. cool. That was introducing cool. the team like those videos are always cool but you know a guy who definitely he, he was gonna get it sooner or later i mean he was a starting or one of our best players last year so it's yeah. good good to see that but i mean yeah it's a very ho-hum hire and it's like I, well we'll we'll see we'll see what happens um he's obviously he said he wasn't gonna be involved in the bowl game at all which makes total sense doesn't yeah. make any sense for him to try to even get in there evaluate do anything um We'll just have to see what happens. I mean, it's, I don't know. It just, the higher reeks of just more like six and six, seven and five seasons to me. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll he's see. 30, he's 36. That's great. He's just, he's just a lick above where we're at, boys. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I second Dean's opinion, though. I just, don't know enough about him to make a, a nobody true does no yeah nobody knows any yeah but if i had a guess given the history of the yeah university and their but you their love team, purdue yeah i do i do yeah I'm a fan but i just i mean so does dean dean went there why did why why do you yeah. not get on dean for i get on because dean is dean is who he says he is so am i no, you're not. Dean roots you, for Purdue, just like I root for Purdue for you guys. But he still can be honest and say that nothing's going to change. Uh, you guys, you got. Here's the difference between you, you guys, and me. We, I look at the Purdue glass half full, and you guys look at it half empty, maybe yeah, less than. I that. agree. I agree that we look at it half empty, but you only come at me 
I'm I, I, I'm building mansions in your head, dude. I'm I'm so deep in. No, your you're head. not. No, you're really not. Because it's tough. You just come after me. You you just come after me, yeah. but you don't come after Dean with the same take. It's because tough to I, keep Dean, up with when Rick is half full versus half empty. Yeah, I do. I do wait. Yeah, <laughs> I, I on can and be, off the wagon. After the Syracuse game, I was around. I mean, yeah, I'm. I definitely waver a lot, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mediocrity is what I see moving forward. So that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll keep that. We'll keep that on the record. Pete sees mediocrity. I don't know. The guy looks like just a guy you want to play for, but he doesn't have a staff. And uh, I don't know. A lot of Illinois people were mad that he left, so that's probably a good sign. But who knows? We'll see. Um, but back to the national head- headline of Drew Brees coaching the bull that's kind of weird what do you got I, I don't really know what to think about that is he is this just like a an audition for a job for, for somewhere I, I think it's a is it a pr stunt I, you took the words out of my mouth i think it's just a a pr stunt They're like hey let's let's go find our greatest athlete in the history yeah. of purdue and put him on the sidelines for the game i mean he was on the sidelines for the big 10 championship so yeah, but that's he's probably, he's co- gonna, he's coaching, put on the headset. He's going to be a rah-rah guy. He's going to be pump him up in the locker room, get him out there, let's not get embarrassed, and then that'll be it. I mean, he ain't going to like tee up a total scheme and, and playbook in a few weeks and have the offense humming with what Drew Brees wants to do. So, so what's the difference between pe- people begging Peyton Manning to be a coach and then – you not being that impressed with Drew Brees? Do you have the same take about Peyton Manning? I'm not saying that I'm not impressed. I I think Drew Brees can be a coach, but I'm just saying for this game specifically, yeah. I don't know what he's going to bring outside of yeah. the. He's 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 an, he, he's an X factor. I would say something we didn't have yesterday. I mean, you guys said the same thing about Jeff Brown when he came. He's XFL, rah rah, go what? Tear someone's head off, guy. I mean, it, I don't We're think about one game. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be there to for the moral support. I don't think he's yep. going to bring anything that anyone else that's in football couldn't bring as far as a scheme goes or a game plan goes. I I, I don't disagree with that, but he's an X factor. In terms of you what, can, you can't just keep saying you can say every, everything's an X factor. Yeah, you could say you could say he's, so like, he's Tom Brady's going to go coach Michigan's bowl game. He's an X factor. Like, what is that? What? It's exactly that. What? It's something that Purdue like. Pretty much limping into this bowl, we you know a lot of transition. I, I he brings he brings a little mojo, and that and and you know something that we didn't have yesterday. You know something that we did have yesterday that we won't have for the game. AOC, he's out. He's, expect, he's expected to opt out of the game. Maybe that's why Drew came in. Yep. The Austin Burton show. Oh, geez. Austin Burton. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Brady uh, Allen gets a couple spins. Anyway, now that we spent 10 minutes on Purdue again. I, I did have some listener feedback. People said they enjoy more Purdue than certain New York sports talk. So I, I, I got that feedback the other day. We didn't talk about New York sports at all. I'm sure. It's the biggest sign I'm just, in I'm just saying, history. Um, don't shoot yeah. the messenger here. Don't shoot the messenger. But... um. Yeah, I, I think I, that's... I, I have an idea, Rick. You should do special Purdue segments on separate podcasts, a Purdue podcast per se. See, it's not our fault that Purdue leads the headlines simultaneously when we record these podcasts. I'm just saying. I mean, Purdue we're is not right we're, there we're in not... the headlines with Cole Beasley coming out of retirement. Talk about that. So... Just saying. No, let's <laughs> let's not. Um. Any other college football? Do we want to talk a little bit about the college football playoff? I say we say that till yeah. We still got maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, I'd say we do because there ain't gonna be much week. next week. So yeah. Um. Yeah, let's say that till next week. Is that all right? I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Should we move to uh, not much baseball news? Korea. That's an insane contract. Crazy contract. Yeah. Me yeah, and Rick, me and Rick were actually talking about this the other day, Dean. Um, 
how he was saying how crazy baseball contracts are. And I, I was actually falling on the other end of the stick of they're really not that crazy when you look at the NBA contracts. And I know they're oh yeah, the NBA is much more you know a smaller team. Obviously, one star can literally change the game versus baseball. You know, you get four at bats, five at bats, or you pitch every five days. But the amount these NBA guys are getting paid over five years. What, uh, I saw something this morning. Um, who's the uh, Warriors? Jordan Poole. Yeah. Dude, that guy signed a, a four-year, a $128 million contract, and he's like a bench player. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet, I, I, and I know he's good, and he's, he's having a bad year, but he's, yeah. he's shown that he could be good. But a bench player is getting paid, what is that, like 30 mil a year? 30 yeah, plus yeah. a year yep. over four years. I mean, but they had to pay. He's getting because... paid what's what Correa's more than Correa's getting. Right. And Correa's a superstar. And the thing is also baseball guys, even if they only play like three quarters of the season, that's still like 120 games. Whereas in the NBA, you see all these guys, you rarely see anyone play like a full 82 anymore. Yeah. You like all these guys, usually they're in like the 60 to 70 range. And yeah, like you mentioned, pool. The guy had one one good year, and he goes and gets paid, yeah. you know, thirty million plus a year. We're all forgetting why he got paid. It's because Draymond knocked him in the face, oh. and so he didn't get press charges. So he no, they had to pay him I mean, off. No, that's he, why they, he, he got paid because you know it was no, it was they like could, three they days could after him. No, because they're not going to replace him with anyone better because they're over the salary cap. They literally could not replace. But they overpaid him. a lot. I mean, they they paid what some some other team would have paid them that. So the, so I got the next question. year in free agency. I got a question. Let's just tee this up. If you're starting a franchise, pick pick your sport. I don't care. Let's, we could use any sport. You could use hockey as it, we're not talking the way the numbers pan out in each sport right now. What we're seeing, but would you rather be giving out five year, two hundred fifty million dollar deals like the NBA, or ten year, three hundred sixty million dollar deals? like baseball like what kind of owner would you be would you be would you rather the longevity with less aav or pay these guys 50 plus mil a year for five years i guess it depends on salary caps right so i always flip on this because at least for baseball i'm i'm a five to six year contract guy like even it's like you have to pay more in the aav I don't want I just I I don't like the idea of having a guy who's you know you're you're hope you're basically signing them to two like let's say you sign a guy to a 10 year 300 million dollar deal. In my head, you're almost signing that guy to two 5 year deals to where you hope the first 5 years that he kills it because then the second 5 years in like the back end of his 30s is going to be jack shit. So it's like in my head I'd rather just pay a little bit more for those 5 years and then if he's playing like playing like shit at the end you know he's off off the books or whatever and it just it gives you a little bit more flexibility to for things like the salary cap or in baseball the um the cbt line like or if you have a guy on the books for 10 years and he's not cutting it that's gonna limit your ability to get and keep other guys down the lines like you got to really be sure about it so maybe like a special case yes but 99 percent of the time i'm going five or six year round I was uh I was reading something that the Mets dude Steve Cohen is <laughs> literally he's changing the game. He's changing the game he's and like changing I, the game. I've heard o- owners are actually extremely pissed because yeah. these middle of the road starting pitchers. Like I wouldn't even consider Rodon middle of the road, probably top end, but not a Verlander, not a Cole, not you know, those guys, but he's Sent the bet, set the benchmark so high with like this Verlander and Scherzer contract, even though they're only two year deals, that all of these guys that are probably worth 20, 15, 20 million a year are asking for 30, 35. Yep. And they're, they're going to be, they're talking like 360 to 380 million dollars in payroll. And I think I said on the last podcast, like anything over 295, you have to pay yep. a 90%. Um, luxury tax on so yep. 
all in. He's going to be, he's literally going to be like $450 million with the tax. And it's more than like 10 teams. Yeah. All payroll combined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was looking at, I think it's projected overage penalty of 76.2 million. And they're like, for instance, the Orioles projected 40 man payroll, 73.9 million. And there's teams that are lower than that. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. I got a question. Maybe it's dumb. Where does the luxury tax go? Has anyone, has anyone ever asked that? I'm sure it goes back into the league somehow. I, I don't know. Um, I just think in the Manfred's pocket. No, I think it's more of just like a penalty of like, do you really want to spend? Like, it, it's their salary cap, right? Like, it's not a hard cap, but they also never expected to have an owner with just endless money, $17 billion, that he doesn't care about spending 500 mil a year because he's making yeah. 500 but mil. Where, where does he write the check to? So it says it says the payments under the most recent CBA go to fund player benefits and retirement plans, and then the like the other the rest after the first thirteen million is distributed to teams under the threshold. So teams like oh, wow. the A's. <laughs> also, what's crazy is that they also get penalized in other ways, like the international draft. They lose picks okay. there, and like. I don't think it's called like the waiver wire, but they lose like all rights and all those pieces if they go over that the luxury tax. That yeah. that last luxury tax was that two ninety five. The the next closest team is the Yankees payroll, and it's two hundred fifty right now, and he's at three sixty, which is I mean it's yeah. I saw the Yankees could sign like at the time like Correa, Rendon, and someone else, and still be under the Mets. It's like Crazy. huge cost. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if are the Mets the new Yankees. The Yankees are the second team in New York. Yep. Yeah, I mean they're spending like they're the new Yankees. We'll see if it equates to anything, but sure. Yeah, they got to win, right? I mean, you can't. This is historic. Yeah, it's wild though, and they still have they still have moves to make. They're not. They're, <laughs> they're not even done. I mean, they, they wanted Correa. They still yeah. have, they have plenty of holes. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, whoever is like. Correa's agent saying the Mets are in on Correa. I love it. <laughs> it's just like, dri- yeah, Boris, Boris is driving the price up. I yeah. love it. God, and he God. was probably somewhat right that he had Cohen on line two, ready to, you know, yeah. give him like 14 years or something. Who knows? But I don't know. You guys want to shift to NFL a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Any just call outs from. Last week's slate, again, I didn't. There wasn't any groundbreaking games, I didn't think. But um, um, I feel Baker, bad for the Raiders. The Baker, that was pretty cool. sick. That was brutal. Like the dude jumping God, off they... sides on, on the punt. Like they're about to get the ball back up two scores. I'm thinking they're about to cover. I'm finally about to get a a win mm-hmm. on my picks. They jump on offsides. Rams go down, get a touchdown. Ball at the one yard line, ninety nine yard drive for a touchdown. Like you gotta be fucking shitting me, dude. In terms of in terms of gambling, how about the Chiefs being up what like twenty eight nothing, and they end up not covering with Russell yeah. getting hurt. Everyone in Denver was like kind of consider that a win. They're like, oh, like Russ ain't so bad. Russ ain't so bad. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's that, hurt. That Lions game, as we said, was a good pick. That, right? yeah, yeah. I, I knew that was a rat line. And... The Lions are good, man. They've won yeah, the five Lions, out of six. They, are. they got Jameson Williams back. Yeah, his, his first catch is a 40-yard bomb. He's good, man. Yeah. I mean, Goff, Goff might have got, well, I don't want to say he got the last laugh, but Goff's been of, good, man. He's been he's like six in that QBR trade, this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's got to love seeing the Rams just plummet, but I think they did win a ring. So I think I he traded his success now for a Super Bowl ring as yeah, a quarterback. I think yeah. he, the Rams won a one with him. I don't think. Well, the Lions got the Jets this week, so they're about to face a real defense. Yeah, that'll be, be a good game. Yeah. Um, Pick them. Which means the Lions are favored because it's in New York. It seems like the Jets are still rallying around Mike White, playing with through like the what broken ribs or whatever. And if you don't like got, Mike White, I don't like you. That guy's he, a he's, warrior. He, he's I got the I locker like room. Yeah. The locker room loves him, man. Zach Wilson, 
you said Trey Lance was done a couple weeks ago. I'm saying right now, Zach Wilson's career in New York, over, finished. Finito. Wow. He might be getting another chance here because he uh he got elevated to the backup quarterback. Yeah, he's today. like he's the backup now. Because Joe Flacco looked like an eighty year old. <laughs> it, I he mean, looked terrible. He looked like he hadn't played in forty years. <laughs> so he rolled out of what bed is what is Flacco still doing? Like he's got enough money. He's in the QB room, man. He's just he's getting paid to give advice. Yeah. He's pretty much a coach at this point. An, um, an expensive assistant. But yeah, I mean Zach yeah. Wilson's backup and Mike White, I don't like he's not a hundred percent. Mike White's kind of like a Taylor Heineke to me. Yeah, maybe. Taylor Heineke's playing pretty good though. Yeah, no, yeah, he's like pretty good. And uh yeah, I mean if Mike White gets gets lit up again, I mean Zach's coming in, so We'll see if he lights it up. Maybe he's back, Dean. So you might have to eat your words here in a week. But. Jeez, he's you said finito. The locker room wants Mike White. Yeah, I mean he got. I don't know if you guys watched the games. He got like murdered, lit yeah. up multiple times. Yeah, they were too hot. Pretty good. Back in, I was like, "There's no way." I mean, no way. the from from his point of view, I'm sure the way he sees is like this is his chance. And like if, if he goes back to the bench, who knows when when he'll get another shot? Yeah. So he's trying to just capitalize on everything he's got right now and dangerous mentality. Yeah. That. Yeah. You guys, you guys want to? I mean, we, we should definitely start looking at playoff races in NFL, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I have I mean, a hot actually, take. I th- I think I I don't think I don't think Philly's as good as I don't know. I'm not I'm not super in on Philly. I think they play in a bad division. I mean, I think that division, division, division in football. That division just reminds me a lot of like the SEC a little bit. It's like the best conference of football. The the champ usually comes from yeah. the SEC, Rick. Yeah, well, everyone the SEC is like good until they play. I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't. Know. I don't think. Shovel, I, don't, I don't think they're. I, I don't. I I I could see Philly losing first shot. Well, they'll have a bye. I mean, the first round that they play. Okay. I think the NFC's bad. I think Philly could run through it, to be honest with you. So, uh, I was looking at it's like because you, you mentioned about the Bucks earlier. It's like the Bucks still have a pretty good chance to to make the playoffs, even though they're they like, totally do. Yeah, six the Panthers, and seven. The Panthers are only a game behind them. Yeah, and they still play they, one more time this year. The Panthers win that; they have the the tiebreaker. Even the fucking Falcons are still in it, man. It's and the the Packers. The Packers are still in the hunt too, which is just wild. Like if Philly runs into Detroit, I'm Detroit's a team I feel like is needs to play indoors. I I don't like. I don't think they fare very well outdoors. But I I think we talked about earlier for Detroit. I like the Niners. I I like the Niners too. The Vikings are frauds. The fraud Vikings will lose first round. That's a fake ten and three team. How are you ten and three with a negative point differential? Not good. But what do you think about the AFC AFC East, Rick? Um, it's going to come down. I mean, let's just yeah. assume, assume the Bills are going to run away with the division. I think I think we're at the point now. They're they're far enough ahead of the Dolphins, Jets, and Pats. But Dolphins are a game up on the Jets and Pats. Pats lost to the Dolphins. Jets beat the Dolphins. Um, I think we both play the Dolphins in the last four games here. So it looks the, like the, Pat- the last two wild card spots are going to be between the Jets, Pats, Dolphins, and Chargers. Assuming that the Ravens or Bengals are going to take the first one. Yeah, the Pats. The Pats own both of the tiebreaker. That's to note, but I don't know if that's going to mean anything because the Pats have the Raiders in Vegas and then Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. I mean, what you have to you have to win three of those, two of those, at least two. I think you got to win three minimum. Yeah, I mean, probably not beating the Bills in Buffalo, but both of the Dolphins and Bengals games are at home, so. And then the Jets have Bengals are good though. The Jets have it. It feels like an easy schedule on paper, but not because the Lions are humming, the Jaguars are humming. Um, 
but yeah, so we got Lions at home this week, Jaguars Thursday night football next week at home at Seattle, who's seems like they're on the downfall here. And then last game of the season versus the Dolphins in Miami. I, I got a I got a weird feeling that that game gonna get flexed a Sunday night. It's gonna be winners in, losers out. Week, week yeah, eight, Dolphins. Yeah, game. yeah, it's gonna be tight. It'll be interesting. The I'm Chargers kind of selling. I'm kind of selling the Dolphins and buying yeah. the Chargers. I mean, Chargers have a very easy schedule to close. Yeah, out. Chargers have really easy. The Chargers need to heal up. Like I and which makes the the Dolphins losing the Chargers that much more embarrassing because I think the Chargers had like half of their starting defense out in that game and Tua and the offense could not do anything. It's like yeah. the Dolphins. I don't know what's going on there, but I mean Herbert's tearing it up again, man. Like I feel like Herbert doesn't get talked about enough just because I mean their their record is is so so this year, but. I guess uh, Sunday night was his tenth career game with three hundred plus yards and no picks, he, and now he has more games like that than Mahomes does before the age of twenty-five. Yeah, so their schedule to close out the year, they got the Titans this week in LA. Chargers are favored minus three. Then they go to Indy, should be a win versus the Rams at home which is a home game for both teams, but should be a win unless Baker becomes Nick Foles. Um, And they got the Broncos last week of the season, so maybe Russ is back. I don't know. But that feels like at least three wins for the Chargers. So, yeah, I think AFC North team, Chargers, then maybe Jets, Pats, or Dolphins. One of us get in. I think a team. I think a team that, that no one's talking about that could be problematic if you have them on schedule is the Jags. That's like what the I'm last, saying, yeah. The last five games, like here, I've got some stats for you on Trevor Lawrence, last five games. He's played really well. 1,362 yards, 10 TDs, no picks, a 111.7 rating. Yeah. Like Since they lost the London game where he played horribly, he's killed it. And yeah. he's looked every bit of like the guy that they thought they were taking when they drafted number one it's like that's they're, they're gonna be tough like they, they got the cowboys this week and that's i got a pick for that later but i think that's uh, gonna be an interesting one i think this will be it doesn't really have any playoff contentions at all but the uh packers rams monday night football in lambo with biker be entertaining man that probably sounded like such a great game at the beginning of the year, yeah, and now oh, it's just two dog they games. They can't flex Monday night games. No, yeah. Did you know it's crazy? I was telling someone about this the other day. The, uh, you know, how FanDuel does like preseason profit boosts or whatever on their huh. app. They had one for the Bills, Packers, Rams, and who was the other one? Can't remember the other one. Bills, Packers, Rams, and someone else. Oh, Colts. To all win 10 games. <laughs> I mean, ah, they shit. all won 10 games last year. All, all were in the playoffs. Rams won the Super Bowl. And the Colts, Colts were not in the playoffs. I don't, yeah. Are right, any of them going to get 10 wins? <laughs> just, just the Bills. Yeah, right. just the Bills. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? I was like, yeah. No, trap. I think the Colts and the Rams get eliminated from playoff contention with a loss this week. I know the Colts do. I'm not sure if the Rams have already been. Broncos are already out. They've been eliminated. Man. Wild. I I was thinking about this the other day. It feels like the middle of the season has just flown by, and now we're already – Yeah, it it, it feels like we should be like halfway through, and then I look at the calendar. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. It's halfway through December. Season's definitely winding. Yeah. It just felt like we were at like the nine or ten game mark for a month and a half in my head. No, we still getting Saturday games, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Saturdays gonna be crazy. That, I'm glad they do that. Oh yeah, I feel like it's perfect, have, man. It is the entire season. Well, I no, guess they wait do they college, get, yeah, college football. Get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. They could do it one week earlier, maybe. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess the only difference on the Jags, though, is Doug Peterson. Bad look for Urban Meyer. I know he was a rookie last year, but, man, Trevor Lawrence just seems to be taken off under Doug Peterson. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bad luck, Herbs. All right. Should we – anything else, boys, before we get to picks? Hockey? I was going to throw this out here because we, we don't we – haven't, we haven't talked a lot about college basketball, but this Saturday is going to be a big, big, big day for basketball. So I'll also read off some of the matchups. Yeah, break it down. Number six, Tennessee versus number nine, Arizona. 16, yep. UCLA. Versus number thirteen Kentucky, fifteen Gonzaga versus four Alabama, yep. Five Houston versus two Virginia, fourteen IU versus number eight Kansas, yeah. North Carolina versus number twenty three Ohio State, number three UConn against Butler, number ten Arkansas against Bradley, and the game of the day, number <laughs> one Purdue versus Davidson yep. Battle That's of the Warriors. Game. Is that a trap game? That's a big oh, first, game first, for sure. First, yeah, sure. yeah. But huge, no. huge slate. Yeah, great day. And then you got NFL football too. You had some college football bowl games. It's like, like a mini March Madness on Saturday. This this feels like the start of holiday vacation for me. So, yeah, start to mail it in. Yeah, it's uh, oh, a. Yeah. We'll see who's good. Yeah, I like that Tennessee Arizona game. That'll be a really good game. Yeah. Uh, anything on Chris Beard? That's man, Scott scumbag, dude. That that dude's just a psycho. And like, whenever stuff like that happens, you always wonder like how long stuff like that's been going on, and they just you yeah, know you don't never, just never got reported. So I read the whole police report. It was pretty. It's pretty. It's it's really bad. I mean, there's yeah. There's and no. Then, and then it obviously it sucks for everyone involved. But uh, also, I feel, I kind of feel for those players on that team because like they have they have a squad this year. They're yeah. a good team this yeah. year with like Final Four aspirations, and then like your coach mm-hmm. turns out to be a psychopath. That just that can derail the entire season for those for those kids. So yeah, that, that's tough too. Everything else considered, we should also talk about uh, Mike Leach, huh? They really talk about R.I.P. Man, man, that was sad. That's really the sad. pirate. As coaches, we failed uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. Heck of a win. What's it like there right doing? now? It's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. You got your coffee. Yeah. It is early. How do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste. And just put it down one sip at a time, you know? Man. No, no one else like him. No. <laughs> Truly not, Jeez man. Louise, man. How sad Dude. is that? Sixty-one. I mean, you think he would have like pretty regular checkups, right? Yeah. So, but it's just stuff like that just happens so fast. Like you see, like the in in the morning, he's you know been taken to the hospital, and all of a sudden he's in critical condition. And I then, know it, it happened really. He was like flighted out, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Sad. Um. Oh, uh, World Cup final. France and Argentina. It's so. It, this is how you kind of know soccer's dead. Is that this is a dream matchup for soccer, right? I mean, this oh, is yeah. like this is the 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 Goliaths and just how we drew it up, and no one's talking about it. Yeah. At least in my at least in my circles. Yeah, but I'll, I'll get I'll give a shout out to some of our listeners that you know follow the World Cup. Is I, I watched like the France. An England game, and I saw some of the the matches that were this week. And these high level teams, they just play a different. They're, they're playing a different game than like the U.S. team is. Yeah, and it's like the skill level is just night and day. They're and really like, good, and, and that's that makes it more appealing to watch to me. Is like when these guys like these are the best players in the world. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Messi to get one. It's pretty much the only. Only tally on his resume that he hasn't checked off is a World Cup win. One of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it. So I don't really have any allegiance to France or Argentina, but I think I'll be rooting for Messi to close it out. I did watch the 
go ahead. Okay. I was just saying, I think France won the last one too. So maybe yeah, mind someone up, some new blood. I watched the Croatia Brazil game. Like I caught it during penalty kicks, and that was actually wild. Bro. Like that was crazy, dude. That That's would be so nerve wracking, man. Yeah, the the last Brazilian guy had to hit it, and he hit like the post and just like collapsed. Over. Rick, do you yeah. think do you think you could hit a penalty kick? I already said week one I could. I think uh, probably my audio was bad, but I watched these guys and I and I said my method. And I probably shouldn't have given it out. Uh, you just fake them out. You run up and you act like you're kicking it and kick it the other way. Would you? Kick I, I really think I could. just fake them out, dude. Yeah, just fake them out. Would I mean, kick- honestly, I I really, I probably I can't I can't hit a fastball. I probably couldn't score on an NHL goalie. Uh, I can't kick could, a field goal. Could you score on Michael Jordan? I definitely can't score on MJ. Could you uh, tackle Marshawn Lynch? I cannot tackle Marshawn Lynch, but I think I could hit a penalty kick. I I you said you probably can't score on on an NHL goalie. I've seen. You I, mean, I mean, Pete, you've seen me yeah. lace it. I could. Yeah, no, you definitely can't score on that goalie after seeing you lace it up. Yeah. Does the emergency goalie count? The dude that's working in accounting. I'm just. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that, you never know. That'd be fun. But um, yeah, I guess that was talking soccer, huh? <laughs> um. All right, boys. Are we anything else before we? Throw out some mediocre picks. Uh, there's some winners we, this week out there. Yeah, we need who's to find gonna some be winners. The, who's going to be the first one to go like three and out? Uh, I've been the only one that's been close. I think I had a one, two, and one week, and the rest we've been either a bunch of ties or a bunch of losses. So yeah, I mean, I I could have been three and zero thanks wanna, to Baker. Rick, you want to ring off the records? Yep, here we go. Um, so the overall records: Pete is five six and one. I'm four and eight. Uh, Dean is four six and two. So no one's in the black yet. Just want to throw it out: the professional gamblers, you know, aim for fifty five percent. So I'm I'm not far. I need no. I need, you're a good I, weekend away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone one and two every single week. So I'm gonna. How about this? I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw out four to try to get back to even. I'm going to go for the Hail Mary. All right. Rip it. All right. I'll start. Um, Actually, Pete, you start. All right. I got two football, one basketball pick. I'm going to start with the Bengals. Minus Mm -hmm. three and a half. And they're cruising right now. And I saw a stat that they've covered in, I want to say, like nine of the last ten games or something crazy. Um Bucks are bad. We just talked about it. I just, I know it's in Tampa. You know, maybe they keep it somewhat close, but I mean, the way the Bengals are playing right now, the way Joe Burrow's playing, you got Mixon back last week. Jamar's back. I don't see the Bengals winning by any less than seven points. Three and a half feels easy to me. Um, but I think this is where your Brady, Brady's done bites you in the butt. Yeah, I th- we'll see. We'll see, Rick. We'll talk about it next week. But I think minus three and a half, I think the Bengals win by – I think the Bengals are a better team than the Niners right now. So I think they could blow them out 20 to 24 okay. points. Okay. Pick number two is going to be the Vikings minus four. I know Dean says they're frauds. I tend to agree that they're not a deep playoff team. But at home this week – on Saturday, versus a bad Colts team. The worst Colts team. Lines at minus four. I think the Jeff Saturday experiment was fun mm. for a little bit, mm. but the reality is setting in that they're just not very good. So I think Vikings have a bounce back week. I, I think it could be a decent game, but I think they cover four. Um, yeah, get back on track. So Vikings minus four. And my last pick, and you guys, you guys convinced me of this one on the podcast. Uh, NCAA basketball. There's no lines. I was just looking, right? There's, There's no, no lines, but I'm willing to take a team, not money line. <laughs> I know where this is going. Whenever the line comes out, 
plus whatever the points are. Yeah, it's probably a good pick. You guys told me it's a trap game. I'm <laughs> it's, taking, it's a trap game. <laughs> Don't you have to say the teams? Yeah, I'm taking we... Davidson plus whatever the line ends up being. Okay. And you know maybe sprinkle money line too. You guys, you guys did enough convincing for me. So. I mean, we've seen this movie. We literally saw this movie last year. I mean, if we lose this game, Davidson's seven and three, so they're not a bad hey. team. Pete, remember, Rick is glass half full. That's right, but he's now he's saying that. <laughs> no, 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 it's, but sometimes no, it's, glass half full is is a, you 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 know you still have to be realistic. That that's all I am with Purdue football, and you tell me that I'm a hater. I'm just realistic. Yeah, you said we were marginal this year. We weren't marginal this year. That's wrong. That's factually wrong. What was your record? That's factually wrong. P. We what, won was, eight games. what was your record? Uh, I believe it was eight and four. Someone got upset about the midget comment last week, so let's edit to say Purdue was the tallest dude under six foot in the Big Ten last year. Yeah, Pete, we did we did have a mailbox complaint on you from HR. Yeah. Oh. My bad. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's right, a, that's what people are going to get uh, their feelings hurt about. They might not want to listen. And to this was someone that had their 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 big rigs notifications on when a new episode launches so one of yeah. our i would say lo- most loyal listeners yeah. um hey, sh- hey how about shout out to all the listeners we haven't we've never given a shout out shout out to the listeners yeah shout out to the listeners especially if you made it this far in the podcast yeah we're still here if you made it through the first episode you're a real one yeah that's a good point um all right dean all right so college football bowl games this weekend. Wow. So, yeah. and uh, no, I don't have any Pac-12 teams to pick. So, because none are actually, playing. <laughs> just, just Oregon State. Just, just, yeah. So, UTSA Roadrunners against the Troy Trojans, mm-hmm. taking over fifty-four and a half. Both these teams can score a lot, and they don't really play much defense. So, going over fifty-four and a half. I, like I feel like these mid-major schools take these bowl games like kind of a lot more seriously. It's something that they actually kind of look look forward to. Whereas some of like the bigger programs, if it's not a New Year's six or like a play a playoff, most guys like don't show up, and the ones that do don't don't really care or they're second string. Then uh, I've got Bills minus seven and a half against Miami. It is supposed to be. A snowstorm mm-hmm. in Buffalo, and they were comparing it to a few years ago when the Colts went up there with Jacoby Brissett played in the snow. And this this game is not going to be good for the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins had heaters going on the sideline in LA when it was fifty five degrees, and indoors, like they are going to Did need you see, a whole uh, lot of help. Mike McDaniel's uh, practice yesterday with a shirt. No, I did not. He was uh he was walking around to say I wish it was colder or something along those lines. So kind of poking fun that they are not scared of the cold weather. So they, and they, they they're they're practicing inside in a practice. Yeah. There's a difference uh, between not being scared of the cold and actually performing in the cold. So. Especially against a team like the Bills that <laughs> love playing in this kind of weather. I agree. No, nah, I think the I think the Bills are hot right now. I think the and the Dolphins are going in the wrong direction. I think the Bills gonna gonna run through them. We need the Dolphins to lose, so I like that pick. Yeah. No, nah, I think the Dolphins are falling off. And then I talked about it a little bit. Jags plus four at home against the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys one, the Cowboys always do this kind of shit where like they'll look great some weeks, then not then terrible. You know, the next and the Jags are playing good football right now. As I said, Trevor Lawrence is really playing well. That defense is solid. You know, I I think they're gonna give the Cowboys some some trouble in this game. And uh it's at home. I can see it being close. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags are able to pull the upset. Got them plus four. Can we get and a Duval? I, Duval. But yeah. All right. Thanks, team. Duval. How many use, Pete? I, I hope the Jags win this week because they're about to get stomped by the Jets next Thursday night. 
Pete will be uh, Pete will be in Giant Stadium for that one, right, Pete? MetLife Stadium. Giant Stadium. I have an on the record, Pete. You probably don't know this. That a Jets fan says it will always be Giant Stadium. I'm not even poking fun at you. That's what that's what that Jets fan said. That's fine. Okay. Who, who's your other Jets fan friends? He's one of your close friends. That's fine. He was probably not very bright. Is he? Does he listen to the pot? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. So well, he might seem Thursday night. So, um, okay. Let me begin my winning slate four zero. Here we go. Uh, the Pats are staying on the West Coast uh, after their big win in Phoenix. Um, they're playing the Raiders Sunday. Got flexed out of the Sunday night. Um, I like Pat's money line. They're plus one. Take a money line. Mac Jones is uh, he's dealing. He's wheeling and dealing. Um, I did talk a little smack about the Eagles. I think they're the F words, but not this week uh, against the Bears. The Bears are just finding every single way to lose games. So they're Philly's nine point favorites. I'll take. I'll lay the points and take. The Eagles. And then I also took a really bad pick last week. The Texans were minus 17 against the Cowboys and literally should have lost that game. Um, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice, shame on me. I think that's how it goes. I'm taking the Texans plus 14 against the Chiefs this weekend at, in Houston. Um that's three. I need one more. Um, I'm going to take a college basketball. Again, we record on Thursday, so it's not super ideal. We'll note the line's not coming out. But You're riding Davidson, aren't you? I'm not going to ride Davidson, no. Um, I'm torn between a couple. Uh, I like Butler. I'm going to take Butler in the points because I'm sure they're going to be dogs against UConn. I think UConn kind of the F words too. Uh, it's in Hinkle. Saturday night. I think Pete will probably come alive at some point in this podcast and let everyone know that he's a Yukon Husky fan his whole life. So <laughs> sure that's coming. Maybe not this week, but uh, I'm gonna take Butler in the points. So hey, Real parlay them all together. Um I think we get back to even this weekend, boys. Hey, this is gonna be a good week. Oh, here we go. Here we go. For the record, Pete. Yep. I have been a UConn basketball fan. <laughs> all Dean, there it is. Dean, there it is. Had, did you know that, Dean? I did not. How long have you known Pete? What, like five, six years? Yeah. My dad's my dad's lived in Connecticut since I was about seven or eight years old. Um, was a dream school for me, but I did, didn't get in. So, <laughs> um, hey. Honesty is key on this podcast. Yeah, it is. We're an honest podcast. Um, not all of us have the brains to get into those prestigious schools like Purdue. But that's a good um, point. That's a good point. I have always rooted for them. I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan in the world, but if I had to choose a college basketball team, that's that's where my allegiance lies. So call me a fraud. That's fine. Oh, we didn't say that. I'm here. We didn't say that. Um. All right, boys. Anything else? Oh man, start start the holiday break for me. Yep, get that oil time off. Oh yeah, but the podcast uh, grind does not stop. Does not grind. We are here for you all, uh, boys. We got some college basketball heating up. Um, play. This is a big time for the pod. We're on the doorstep of uh, the playoff race for NFL, and then uh, college basketball heating up. So we got some big big episodes coming up. For sure. And as always, we love the listener feedback. So let us know what you want to hear as long as it's not Purdue. Purdue is not national news. All right. We could talk Purdue. It's just, you know. A five-minute segment. Yeah, five-minute segment. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we gave it. I think we gave it maybe seven this week. but I'm going to have a time check next week. I have my stopwatch yeah. going. Do we do any pop, cul- any pop culture on here or no? Oh, this is a sports podcast. Okay. Sports. All right. All right. You yes. can do that after the Purdue podcast. You can have a sports culture or a pop Rick. culture podcast. 
Rick's about to have three podcasts going. Yeah, well, I, I was offered a Purdue podcast from from a different uh, listener. So, wow, that's it, dude. Three, four, five episodes, four episodes, and you're just you're ready to hang them up and, and move on. No, 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 no. I'm always big rig. Big rigs are first and foremost. So I never said. And also, we're always looking for sponsors, right? Yep. Sponsors, guests, you name it. Yeah, maybe we'll get a guest next week. Maybe we'll get a. Uh, Maybe we'll get an East Coast guest, Pete. Can you uh, put a line out there for it? I'll toss the line, dude. See if I catch a fish, all right? Or are you embarrassed to tell everyone you have a podcast? Nah, dude. I've told a bunch of people. Okay. I was actually curious, Dean. Um, can you see how many people listening to the podcast? How many views? Yeah, there, there's there's analytics on it. <laughs> maybe, we'll share, maybe we'll share those posts. Show. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Those numbers are for internal use only. Yes. For yeah, growth, growth it doesn't matter the people exactly. that are listening to it because they're part of the analytics. Yeah. Right. right. It's the people that aren't listening to it that we're worried about. So, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. We're just rumbling at this time. So, all right. We love you, Big Rig Nation. Uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Peace.